everybody. Welcome to Wednesday. Damn, Padilla coming in hot already over on the uh, over on the old Twitch chat. Have you seen Dune blow Star Wars out of the water? Gonna have to check that out. Lots of things that we're gonna be talking about today. We did play a little uh, Wildermyth last night. Twitchy Twist in the Twitch chat. Uh, uh, Twitchy Twist actually threw down with us a little bit. So we're going to be doing that again tomorrow. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's the schedule there if you want to join us on Twitch. You can get involved in the game. You can help us make decisions in the game and things like that. Twitchy Twist actually bought the game. Um, so you don't have to, but you don't have to worry about buying the game. It's not something you have to do. You can help us make the decisions just by being in the Twitch chat. You can help us name things, control the actions, kill some babies, apparently. Right, Tyler? Beating baby monsters is oh my, my new God. favorite pastime. Jesus. It got dark real quick on Wildermyth, man. Yeah, we, we might not fight Demi back. A lot of different topics to cover today. I keep told Tyler this before, I keep moving the sheet that has all of my show stuff on it because I got a new setup. If you're tuning in on Twitch here, you notice the camera's in a little bit different of a position. So I'm trying to find a good setup. I got my uh, Viva La Mocha shirt on today. Check out Viva La Mocha online if you want to check out any of their amazing shirts. I think at this point, probably about 50% of my wardrobe is Viva La Mocha, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. So we got some gaming news we're going to get to here. Uh, Steam has announced their sales. We have a Quiet Place game in the works. Update on the Nintendo Switch. Update on the PS5. Juliana Margulies is coming out um, about a role where she's playing a gay character, and people were upset that she's playing a gay character, and her response is the one that I've had for a while is uh, she's an actor. So she's supposed to portray somebody she's not. Uh, apparently, World War Hulk, uh, Hulk is in the works. We got that Buzz Lightyear trailer. We have Batwoman and Batgirl news. Plus a World Series update. Packers. Oh, you're Packers, Tyler. Probably yeah. going to be without Devontae Adams coming up here. Um, coming up here on Thursday night as they take on the Arizona Cardinals. And then to our discussion topics for today, what are some awful 80s, 90s, and 2000 things that nobody seems to talk about? I got sucked into this, man, because the top answer that made it onto Reddit fascinated the hell out of me, so I really looked into it. And they were also talking about computers from the 80s and then also the 90s. What did you use them for? Which, of course, then led to what video games did I play on that old Apple IIGS? And we had a PC, but for the life of me, I can't remember like what brand it was. But I remember having to run DOS in order to get to most of those games. And as always, if you're over in the Twitch chat, you're more than welcome to uh, make some comments on anything that we're talking about. If you're here, uh, make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're liking the videos. And if you guys really want to help me out, share this stuff. Share it out on social media. Put it on out there for other people to, uh, to check out. That would be very beneficial to us. 
And of course, if you're uh, tuning into the podcast version of this, um, do the same thing. Share it. Get the uh, get the word out there, if you will. I needed to get to that early because Tyler reminds me every time. You need to say like and subscribe. I always <laughs> forget. Well, if you tell two friends, then they tell two friends. They ex- tell two friends. That, and so on. And that so on. is, uh, I think, the definition of exponential growth. Isn't it? Uh, one, person, that up. one person tells two people. Those two people each tell two people. So now you're at four. Each of them tell two people. So now you're at eight. Each of those uh, eight people, they tell two people. So now you're at 16. Exponential growth. Captain Hammer coming in the Twitch chat says, I used MS-DOS to run my first computer. Played games like Carmen Sandiego and a Wheel of Fortune knockoff. Oh, my God. That reminded me of another one. See, I got to make a note here. Because I want to say there was a, I think it was Pictionary. But you remember that was an 80s, 80s TV show back then where it was like a game show that they had. Um, that was Pictionary, and so that's what this video game was patterned after. My sister and I would play it, and it did a pretty good job of you buzz in, and then you type in what you think the thing is that you're looking at, and there was one that stumped us every time. And I think it, I think the actual answer was Goblet, and we would guess everything other than that. I also remember Cat on a Hot Tin Roof was one that was in there as well. So we'll get to all of that stuff uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But first, it's time for In the News, baby. I am going to be warning you a little bit here. I've been very busy, so I actually haven't done as much of a deep dive on these stories as I probably should have. So, Tyler, obviously, especially on the gaming stuff, if there's information that you know that that I'm not portraying out there, let me know. So, the first story that we have here, it's about Steam. And it says here that Valve confirms Steam sale dates for the rest of 2021. So, is this something that Steam is doing where they, they generally do these kind of big sales weeks and that's when people can go gobble up games at a discounted price? Yeah, and it, what usually happens is that these leak out, so... I guess Steam has just said, F it. We're just going to go ahead and tell you all ahead of time because they leak, generally leak anyway. So well, they went I mean, ahead and just published be- these. It's better to be in control of your own information, I guess, than to constantly have it leak. Yeah, it says right yeah. here, Steam, sale, uh, Steam sales tend to leak in the weeks and months ahead of their commencement, but this time Valve has simply published them. Sure, the dates are on Steamworks and are intended to be a guide to publishers and developers, but you can access it too. So the autumn sale coming up here November 24th through November 30th. And then you have the Steam Winter Sale. That's going to be happening uh, pretty much right over Christmas. And going over New Year's, December 22nd through January 5th. So if you're looking to purchase some Steam games, that would be the time that you're going to want to look into that. Yeah, and Steam is famous for its sales. That's why I never pay full price for a game anymore. Between Steam and Epic Games, forget about it. Don't pay full price for a game. So it's definitely worth it to wait for for one of these sales to come around. Uh, Next story on the list, a Quiet Place game is coming next year. So I would imagine this is going to have to be a stealth game. (laughs) Um, But it's coming from World War Z publisher Saber. 
uh, they're in the works with this game. It's a new single-player story-driven horror adventure called A Quiet Place, shockingly enough. It says here the game will not be directly based on the hit horror film of the same name, but it will tell an origin story set in the same universe. I'm not really sure that makes a lot of sense, but all right. I never saw Quiet Place. Did you see it, Tyler? Yes, I did. I saw the first one. Good. There's uh, two of them now, but uh, yeah, I mean, I liked it. There's not a whole lot of dialogue, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But there's, a, there's a lot of good tension, so I am a little optimistic for this game. The only major game that Saber Interactive has put out is World War Z, which was pretty bad when it first came out, but they did do an update, which pretty much fixed the game and made it a lot of fun. So... I think that's the one that's available on Game Pass. And I've, I've looked into it, and I was kind of... It, it got a big fat meh out of me on that one. Yeah. Because if I want a zombie game, I think I'm going to throw down on uh, Back for Blood, which is essentially the sequel to Left for Dead. Because it was the yeah. same developers, wasn't it? I believe that the developers left, and then they, they formed a new company, and then that's the, that's the group that created Back for Blood. And all the same stuff is there. Um, like mm. similar zombies, um, similar tanks, and, and um, all of the things that you would you, you had in a Left 4 Dead game. You know, and you start at one point, you work your way to um, you know a safe house where you can you know load up on your ammo, and then you you know you move on to the next one, and it's kind of just chunked up into things like that. Although this one, I believe, is more online based, is what they're aiming at. I do remember. So oh, go ahead. I watched an Angry Joe review on it, and I haven't played it. But they said it's basically, this, it's pretty much the same thing, except worse. So everything that they had in the first game, they've kind of dumbed down. One of the yeah. huge, yeah, one of the huge things from the first game was that you could actually play as zombies and go through like an entire campaign. Uh, and now it's just this kind of like you have to hold the middle, kind of capture the hill, king of the hill type of thing. Well, maybe they're going to save that for uh, like an update or something, or some sort yeah. of uh, DLC that's going to be coming down the pipe. Um, I do remember playing Left for Dead. We played it online because um, my dad used to jump online with us. Um, he would, oh, you nice. know, he would he would play every now and then, and we would play Left for Dead. And I can't remember what the map was, but uh, it's it's. I think it was when a, a chopper comes down to pick you up. And my dad's like, this is where the chopper lands. This is where the chopper lands. And I'm like, dad, it's different every time. Like, it's not like the, it, it moves, you know, where it's going to land. And he didn't believe me. So I was like, all right, we're going to go where my dad thinks the chopper's going to land. So we ran over there and all died because the chopper landed on the <laughs> other side of the house. <laughs> it's like, come on, dad, what are you doing? So apply a quiet place game. Uh, currently in the works. Next news story here says Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack is much much worse than we thought. It seems like Nintendo in regards to the online play, they're kind of lagging behind uh, pretty much every other system, whether it's Xbox, PlayStation, or PC. Um, what really makes this one worse, Tyler? So it's just worse in every way. What they were trying to do is basically make an emulator but they ended up charging like 60 bucks for it when you can go and get an emulator that's much better than what they have for free online just about anywhere so nintendo it's nintendo japan usually is the when we run into issues with nintendo it's because nintendo japan kind of they try to squeeze every single cent out of games that they think they can 
Like they'd hardly ever have sales. If they do, jump on it because there's not going to be another sale for years. Mm -hmm. Not like Steam, right? Yeah, not like Steam. Well, again, American-owned company, they, they understand that, you know what, if you make something 20% off that somebody's not going to buy, then you at least you get that money, right? That's true. It's better than not getting it at any money at all. But, uh, so, again, this is just, it's basically an emulator, and it's a crappy emulator. Um, I would yeah, suggest people, yeah. I'm seeing here one of the one of the big changes here is that it says that one of the strangest uh, changes of all is the button layout Nintendo has opted to use as a default, which reverses the placement of the A and B buttons while randomly tacking two of the C buttons on the Joy-Cons X and Y, as you can see below, and it's got a description. Why, like that? That to me makes absolutely no sense. Why would you, why would you go out of your way to make, uh, um, to switch the buttons well, around? So right? the switch, con yeah. Well, the switch controller doesn't look exactly like an N64 controller, right? So they no. had to do something. But like the design choices are just strange. Like why wouldn't you instead of you could have put the A button where the left, or the A button where the down C button is, and then the B button where the left uh, C yeah, button the is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's the placement, you know. It's it, yeah. the placement obviously could have been could have been a little bit better. And um, so, if you're looking for a PlayStation Five, it looks like Target and Walmart. Uh, it's leaked uh, their restock plans for the coming weeks. Is it still impossible to find a PS Five? I've never even looked. Is it still one of those things that people can't get? So it says here, uh, Target PlayStation 5 drop late last week. PlayStation and Xbox console restock tracker Jake Randall. That's a job? That's what that dude does? Is he just tracks the uh, the restock of game consoles? It doesn't sound like a terrible job. It says no, here that uh, he tweeted about a potential PlayStation 5 restock coming either on the 21st or 27th of October. So obviously the latter of that being today. Oh, Ramirez says he's the one that helped him find a PS5, so clearly people are following Jake Randall in regards to trying to find a, a PS5. Nice. And it is still pretty rough to get. It says, however, nothing uh, came about on the former date, of course, being that being the 21st. A drop of unknown size is likely coming on Wednesday. So that, of course, would be uh, actually next Wednesday, because this article came out on the 24th. So I guess keep your fingers crossed a little bit if you're uh, diehard looking for a uh, PS5. I still can't get that look. It still looks to me like the suits that they wore in Endgame. That's what the PS5 <sighs> looks like to me. I, I mean, like legitimately, it, it, that's what it looks like. And then one of the other big things here on the story... Oh, Ramirez says that uh, that guy, he gives tips on his YouTube pages on how to put yourself in position when it goes live on the different websites. Uh, I remember when the Wii came out, my parents were going to uh, purchase me a Wii that holiday season. They went, got in line at Best Buy, um, and, and they, they didn't even get one. They, they, they were one of the unfortunate uh, people who showed up, got in line, and never even got one. And I guess there was a guy that cut in line... And as the line starts to move, this guy ends up at the front of the line to get a Wii. And right when he gets to the front of the line, the manager comes over and pulls him aside. And, of course, the guy starts to make a scene. Like, why are you pulling me out of line? I wanted to purchase a, uh, a Wii. And the manager lets him know, uh, well, we have you on tape cutting in line. 
guy's calling him a liar. So they show him, like, you know, you know, whatever they had there. They were like, yeah. So they took him into the back, and I guess they had this dude on videotape cutting in front of everybody else. So he did not get himself a Wii uh, that trip. That, that's, that warms the heart to you. <laughs> um, but one of the big issues that we've had, it's video game systems, cars, um, like you name it. There's all sorts of things out there that they're having issues with because of the microchips. There's been a massive shortage. That's why if you would have seen that car dealerships were really upping the price for used cars, that's why. Um, because they were just looking for inventory at all. I remember back when I was still with The Morning Show, uh, I went and did one of the remotes that we do where we go stand in the parking lot for a couple of hours to promote their sales. One of their selling points was we actually have cars on the lot because there was a lot of car dealerships in town, at least here in El Paso. They didn't even have cars in the lot or very few. There's another car dealership that's right down the street from my house that one looked like a ghost town. That one actually looked like it was. Pri- it could have been a setting for uh, Back for Blood with the zombie apocalypse hitting because there's maybe four or five cars in certain areas, and it was a gigantic parking lot that used to be completely filled, man. That's a great marketing campaign for a car dealership. <laughs> we actually we have, have cars. cars. Yeah. Uh, so Sony, they're going to look to avoid future chip shortages by building their own chip factory. It says here, uh, don't get your hopes up, though, that it'll help get more uh, PlayStation 5s onto the shelves. The plant won't operate until, and there's a sad part of the story, 2024. So as much as they're planning for the future, it looks like we're not even going to get the beginning of this plan until the future. It says it cur- um, there's a company here. Uh, it's the world's largest third-party chip manufacturer. It was already considering plans to expand in Japan. It currently supplies chips to Apple, MediaTek, and NVIDIA. So teaming with Sony will be a major coup for the Japanese consumer tech giant. I mean, if you're missing out on, uh, um, you know, a major component of what it is that you're building. Like, like if I were to, if I had a restaurant and there's a lot of produce that I'm not able to get, I would probably start my own garden. Just throwing that out there. Uh, oh, uh, Ms. Angie says, just doing her dialysis, tuning into the noise, tuning out the noise around me. Well, good luck um, with everything there, uh, Ms. Angie. It's unfortunate you're having to go through that, but hopefully, uh, you know, we can help you drown out that noise around you a little bit. Ramirez says, didn't Toyota stock up early uh, because some of the incidents that happened to them in the early 2010s? I had not read that, but that's definitely worth looking into when it comes to that chip shortage. Uh, Moving on to some entertainment news, Juliana Margulies, um, there's been some criticism on her playing a gay anchor on the morning show. And this is the point that I've been making for a while now. They're actors. The whole purpose is them portraying something they're not because that's the backlash that she's getting is that she's not gay and she's portraying a gay anchor. Isn't that what an actor is supposed to do? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that they some of them actually go to school to, to learn. I mean, we all played pretend in high school, right? We pretended to be something that we weren't. But like oh, they're absolutely. professional pretenders. Yeah, and that's and this is the thing that absolutely blows my mind when it comes to stuff like this, of how people can get that bent out of shape about an actor portraying something that they're not. Now, obviously, there's certain caveats to this. 
one of the big ones for me, at least being, you know, uh, you know, blackface. I think that that's something that that needs to be completely wiped out. I think we can all pretty much agree on that. Um, like, I don't think that that is, you know, in, uh, appropriate. But it also kind of locks in with like The Simpsons and how you had, I believe it was Harry Shearer used to voice Dr. Hibbert. And you wouldn't consider Dr. Hibbert a a stereotype of a black man, would you? It was a stereotype of a doctor, right? Uh, yeah. So, but they ended up moving him. And look, it's not the end of the world if this happens. This isn't like the most earth-shattering stuff on the planet. Um, but it's also like I noticed that there was a walkout at Netflix because of Chappelle and his special. Um, and it's like equal rights. Yeah, Having some jokes at your expense, depending on the joke and depending on how deep it goes, maybe you should just get a better sense of humor. I mean, I understand that if you've been through a lot, um, whatever group you're involved with or what group you're a part of um, can be a pretty big issue, and it's going to cut deep. But by overreacting to something, you aren't helping solve any problems whatsoever. If you're going to scream and yell at somebody because they offended you, chances are um, your screaming and yelling is going to do more damage than good. I'm just saying. Captain Hammer yeah, says... Oh, go ahead, Tyler. I, she has a quote here. My response also would be, we're all making assumptions as to who I am and what my past is and what all of our pasts are. So... Maybe, maybe. she experimented a little bit. You never know. Yeah, exactly. And this article is uh, actually really quick. So Captain Hammer over in the Twitch chat says, the only time I can understand people getting upset is when it comes to race in live action. But somehow Robert Downey Jr. still gets a pass on Tropic Thunder. Well, that he was making fun of actors who do that. I That's think. true. That's why and it I, was I think, all satirical. And I, and I think that, that that was kind of the one caveat. Um, but again, I think that actors, the whole point is that they're going to play somebody that they're not. Now, would you be upset about a gay person portraying a straight person? Is it going to nope. go that way as well? Now, look, there's obviously there's a history of, of Hollywood and whitewashing roles and, uh, you know, kind of outcasting minorities, whether it be based on sexuality, whether it be based on race, you know, based on whatever that case may be. But swinging that pendulum so back in the other uh, so far back in the other direction, that's not going to benefit anybody. Like we all need to find the middle ground there and we need to realize that, yeah, they're all actors. And the whole point of being an actor is to play somebody you are not. Newsflash, Bradley Cooper, not an actual raccoon. What? I know, right? I'm going to need to see pictures or something. <laughs> uh, this article goes on here and it says, uh, Margulies, who is married to attorney Keith Lieberthal and, uh, and mom to their 13-year-old son, went on to explain, I understand 100% that I can't play a different race but I am an actress and I am supposed to embody another character. Whatever their sexuality is doesn't matter to me. The same, the same way watching a gay person play a straight person. Are you telling me that because I'm a mother that I can never play a woman who has never had a child? Or if you've never been married, that you can't play a married woman? I mean, these are all solid points that she's making. Now, obviously, you can't paint this topic with a very broad brush and think that it all falls under the same umbrella. You need to be able to look at it from different perspectives, and you need to look at every single situation just as that, an individual situation. Oh, this is a fantastic name here on the Twitch chat, by the way. Why can't my username be that? It says a gay actor played a straight guy, and he actually got annoyed at interviewers asking him how he did it because he didn't see, see it as all that different. 
Solid point. They asked him how he did it. How did you play a straight man? I acted. <laughs> exactly. I did my effing job. But then again, I mean, if you think, like, that's always a silly question. Like, how did you do it? I get where the question's coming from, but that's like asking, you know, a football player, you made this play. How did you do it? Right. Year, years and years of practice, I guess, is yeah, kind of what we're right. going at there. Exactly. Uh, this one, more of a rumor here on our entertainment news, but uh, World War Hulk. Movie is slated to begin production coming up in 2022. Oh, I keep forgetting that She-Hulk is going to be a thing coming up on Disney+. Plus. It says here, while She-Hulk plans to further expand on the Hulk mythos and cast of characters via streaming, this movie news might be confusing to some readers due to the rumored status of Hulk's film rights. See, this is what I always thought it was. It was... That another, I think it was Universal owned the rights to the Hulk, which is why was it, was, it, was that who did the? I mean, it's technically in the MCU that movie with uh, Edward Norton, right? That's te that's technically an MCU movie. Yes, technically. Um, but Disney was never able to make their own Hulk movie because the rights they didn't own them. Now he could be a part of a movie, but and that's why they were always talking about like the a Hulk versus Wolverine movie because. He could kind of be a main character, but as long as he's not the standalone main character, they could do that. But it says here, the reason why Hulk only has one movie so far is because... Oh, shit. Brandon, read the story and then start commenting. The reason why Hulk only has one movie so far is because the film rights formerly belonged to Universal Pictures. <laughs> I love it when the article answers the question. <laughs> when I all I had to do was read the next sentence. However, if our source is accurate, which luckily they have been, a new Hulk film means Marvel and Disney have regained the rights, and World War Hulk may only be the first of a series of Hulk films to come. And of course, this is all big-time rumors um, at this point. It says, according to a rumor from early 2020, Hulk's rights have been reverted back to Marvel Studios. This means that now Marvel Studios is allowed to develop solo projects focusing on the characters. It was also early 2020 when those Netflix characters came in, right? Daredevil and Punisher and Jessica Jones and the Iron Fist. I, I think it was early 2020 when Marvel regained the rights uh, to be able to put those, incorporate them into the MCU. Mm, Daredevil, I think, was... No, like, the, that, that was before 2020, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'll was it? it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Google it! Google it! Uh, we had that uh, Buzz Lightyear trailer drop the origin story of human Buzz Lightyear. Tyler and I were we were trying to decipher this earlier. 20, yeah, Dare, Daredevil dropped in 2015. Yes, but the the rights to it. Oh, I see. Um, because it was because remember all those Netflix shows where you had Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, and Iron Fist, and then eventually the Defenders. Um, I know that I believe it was early 2020 or somewhere around there that those rights ended for Netflix. And then Marvel has now regained them. So, because everybody got super excited last year because once those rights came over, it was like, now you can incorporate them into the MCU, which they technically kind of were. Because if you remember, if you're watching some of those shows early on, they're commenting on an attack on New York and things that happened, or at least that we were assuming they were talking about the same events that happened um, in New York. But of course, with Spider Man No Way Home coming out, that multiverse is going to open up in anything. Anything can happen. All bets are off. So when it comes to 
This Lightyear movie, again, this one confuses the hell out of me. It's voiced by Chris Evans. So you got Captain America. It says it's the origin story of the human Buzz Lightyear that the toy is based on. I. It's still an animated movie, except Buzz Lightyear looks like one of the humans in that Toy Story universe. So Tyler brought up a good question, because if you watch this trailer, this Buzz Lightyear's out in space fighting aliens, all kinds of stuff that obviously has not happened here. So does Toy Story take place in the future, where all of a sudden there, you know, there's aliens and stuff? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... It doesn't track at all like so are these are the toys are they actually live in toy story oh and that yeah that was a brilliant thing tyler brought up too he was like maybe maybe he brought back some aliens you know some sort of a uh parasite or organism and that's why all the toys are suddenly alive because buzz flipping lightyear brought him back so the movie uh lightyear is scheduled to open in theaters coming up june 17th 2022 Again, if you haven't seen the trailer, just go to YouTube, type in Lightyear. I'm guaranteed that one's going to pop up. Yeah, and I looked it up, and you were right. So the rights were pretty much quite a year ago, from October until February 2021. Aha! So there you go. So now they can actually start incorporating those characters into into the MCU. Now, whether or not they do, you know, it's obviously kind of a big question, but we can we can hold out hope. If you had to rank those for you, did you watch all of them, Tyler? I did. If you had to rank, don't include the Defenders, but if you had to rank the four main properties, that would be Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Punisher, what would your order be? Starting at number four, going up to number one. Uh, Iron Fist is the worst by far. It's not even a... <laughs> and then I would say at number one would be a tie between Daredevil and Punisher, and then from there, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Are oh, kind of God, see, I completely forgot about Luke Cage. Son of a bitch. Which is funny because that one, I think if I were to rank them, number one for me would be Punisher. Number two would be Luke Cage. Or that uh, 1A, 1B situation there. Like, Luke Cage I thought was awesome. And that was something that um, Lisa um, from The Morning Show that she had recommended uh, when I started watching it. She told me, she goes, make sure that you watch it with subtitles. Because at least in season two with the villains, with the Jamaican accent and stuff, I didn't, I mean, it's like watching like uh, Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Like they're they're technically they're speaking English, but the the accent and then the lingo it's like whoosh, straight over my head. Yeah, that that may that maybe helped. Maybe I should go back and watch it with subtitles on. But see, at this point, I watch everything with subtitles just because it helps me out. Um, it helps me remember the characters. Um, and whether and, and also like if the wife and I if we're watching TV, the way that our house is set up. Our living room is right down the stairs from our kids' bedroom, so we have to keep the volume down a little bit if the kid's in bed. So we have the subtitles on, and I've just gotten used to it. Like, I just I watch everything with subtitles at this point, especially when they get really quiet and they mumble, and it's like, Jesus, man, who's your audio guy? That explosion was crazy effing loud, and now you're going to have him whisper in the next scene? Good God. Yeah, yeah that is kind of like the, the sounds sometimes, especially on Netflix, just crazy one moment and then in super quiet the next didn't they used to have tvs and their whole selling point was we'll like level out the audio for you so that the explosions aren't gigantically loud compared to the quiet scenes which i i get kind of takes away from some of the effects because you want it to be like that but it's almost like they do it too much that does sound like a thing uh, Warner Brothers 
versus Ruby Rose. Man, this one's a he said, she said at this point, although I believe she came out and said that she has emails that actually backs up her story. But it says Warner Brothers says Ruby Rose was fired from Batwoman after multiple complaints about her behavior. What, was she upset that uh, people were being dicks to her? I mean, I wouldn't blame her for that. It says here the studio said in a statement to The Wrap on Wednesday, Despite the revisionist history that Ruby Rose is now sharing online aimed at the producers, the cast and crew, the network, and the studio, the truth is that Warner Brothers Television had decided not to exercise its option to engage Ruby for season two of Batwoman based on multiple complaints about workplace behavior that were extensively reviewed and handled privately out of respect for all concerned. When it comes to things like this with big companies, major businesses, am I the only one that reads it with a lot of trepidation like do you do the same thing tyler oh yeah man like i oof. like when Again, you see like it well Go you ahead. said it's a he said she said i i mean i need to let's see the the emails let's see the hard proof i can't to make a judgment point at this you know to make a judgment at this point or you know what i mean yeah and of course at this point i mean i never watched batwoman um i've never really seen ruby rose in anything um but I'm not going to pick a side on either one because I'm not educated right. enough. That's another thing that I find really interesting that people where they're like, you need to be able to make a judgment. You need to be able to pick a side. No, I don't. I can sit yeah. right in the goddamn middle. I will sit right in the middle and I will watch you guys fight it out. I have no problems just watching you guys battle it. Yeah, now, I mean, I don't, don't have anything invested in this, you know? Yeah, now obviously if there's, you know, if I see something that's pretty far out there that needs to be needs to be dealt with, I got no problems with that. You know, like the Blizzard Activision thing? Yeah. Like that, well, that we yes. can say Blizzard Activision is a terrible, terrible company with terrible, terrible yes. people working there. Absolutely, 100%. All right, uh, final uh, entertainment story here is we have Batgirl enlists Brendan Fraser as the villain. Uh, this is going to be an HBO Max movie. Uh, it says here that Brendan Fraser is headed to Gotham City. The actor will play the villain in Batgirl. He is playing the pyro-themed Batman villain, Firefly. This is according to sources. You want to talk about a guy that's really revitalizing his career, and he went through some shit. Like, there was people who would kind of rake him through the coals uh, online because the pictures, they would be of him in real life. You could see that his he had kind of ballooned out a little bit. He wasn't quite in shape. His hair was thinning. Um, but this is this is the proof of the of you can't judge somebody uh, based on anything because you don't know what the hell they've been through. You don't know what they're going through. Um, and now that we find out, all of a sudden, now everybody's like, yeah, you know, I'm on, I'm team Brendan Frazier. Okay. Were you there before? Like, are you one of those? I, well, I'm not saying everybody that was, but you know, how many people were laughing at him because of, you know, of his weight gain and these other things are now like, oh, I'm on team, team Frazier. So it's here that Batman, uh, Batgirl is expected to hit HBO max coming up sometime in 2022. I think I might have to go rewatch the Mummy movies. Those were great movies. Even the last one, it was pretty campy, but it wasn't absolutely terrible. Well, I think hands down the worst part of those movies was that just god awful Scorpion King CGI. <laughs> and I still, man, I hold it true to this day that there was uh, it was a meme online where people were saying like, "We didn't really go to the moon; it was all CGI'd," and and you know, we yeah. didn't really do this; it was all CGI'd. And then it, and then it was like. 2001 CGI and it's just got a picture of the rock as the scorpion right. like that's that, that, Dude, I think that the was the first first film the rock was ever in right uh I don't think 
I think he was in another one first. Um, let's look that up. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, that was obviously right at the very beginning because that was, what, 2001? That's got a great soundtrack, by the way. Um, the score, well, I take it back. The Scorpion King. That soundtrack is amazing. Not, not The Mummy 2. God, you know you're big when you, your Wikipedia page is just gigantic. Discography? The Mummy Returns. I mean, Beyond the Mat, but oh. that's a documentary. Yeah, that's true. Oh, duh. Yeah, I was wondering his dis uh, discography, like what songs. He, you know, he was Maui and Moana, so obviously he's, he was singing on there. So that, so it was the first one. Uh, the Mummy Returns. Yep, two thousand one. Interesting. I like that. He seems like a, a, a fun person to hang out with. Did you hear about him ripping the gate off of his uh, his house? Because, no. Uh, he was late for. Oh yeah, he was late to film a movie or something. It was late to show up on set. And his uh, gate was broken. So <laughs> instead of waiting for a repairman, yeah, instead of waiting for a repairman to come fix the gate, he just ripped it off the, the hinges. Oh, see, that makes me like him even more. Right. And the fact that yeah. you see, like, you'll see footage of him. And, you, you know, some of this is obviously a little planned out when you put it on social media. It's to make your, you know, it is to portray yourself, you know, as a certain as a certain way. Um, when he, like, like, he sees fans or there was one, I think it was him where, um, He's in he's in his car, and he mentions that there's this tour bus that drives by his house. Um, that's kind of like one of those celebrity tour bus tours, and um, or celebrity bus tours, whatever the hell it is. And so he rolls down his window, and it's right in front of his house. And there's all these people on the bus. And they're like, "Oh my god, it's the Rock!" And he's like sitting there chatting with them and stuff. And it's like, "Oh, it's cool stuff, man." But it's not just it's not just those stories it's the fact that it's behind the scenes that you hear that he's a good guy i think those are the things that really um stick out even more um especially being down in miami you know i would run into certain celebrities um frequently dennis rodman i had multiple run-ins with that guy i felt bad because the dude was never so like you could tell he had a problem like there was one time i was at this uh at this one um sort of restaurant bar called uh, bootleggers down there shooters which I think might have been the same thing. I'm forgetting that now. Uh, but he was there. Dude, his skin looked green. Ooh, like, should, it was, maybe yeah. And was he it would, the hair? Maybe no, it, like, no, it seeps down into his... No, because he, he... You know how those people who will smoke a cigarette and then they'll light a, the next cigarette with that cigarette? Like, that's how frequently yeah. they're smoking? He did that with cigars. Oh. Uh, yeah, and it was... And he wasn't a terrible guy. Like, he didn't seem like an asshole. He wasn't, you know, a, a, a shitty human being. You could just tell that he's he's got a substance problem, man, and I felt bad. And that and like he slapped his name on a bar down there in downtown Fort Lauderdale. It's called Rodman's Rehab. The bar? Yeah, it was called Rodman's nice. Rehab. And I, well, I think he, he truly just gave his name to it. Yeah, probably. I mean, he got along great with Kim Jong Un, right? So, oh, they're besties. Man. Oh no, I, apparently, uh, I think he embarrassed Kim Jong Un. Like there was a little bit of oh, a really? falling out there because he wasn't sober. Like he was, you know, he was hammered the whole damn time, man. But yeah, I feel I feel bad for him. All right, moving on. And speaking of Rodman, we can stroll on into uh, some sports well, topics. We had Game One of the World Series last night. Atlanta getting the victory, and uh, Charlie Morton breaking his leg. Um, he took a what was it, 102 mile per hour one hopper to his leg and it, they did an original x-ray it came back uh there was no issues 
Um, but then I guess he took a ground ball. It says here, uh, there's a sharp curveball to Jose Altuve located perfectly at the bottom of the strike zone for a caught-looking strikeout. Morton noticeably grimaced as he finished his delivery. He exited after a quick visit by the Braves athletic trainer, then underwent another x-ray that revealed a fractured right fibula. Of course, they ended up winning 6-2 to two last night. So the Braves, I, you know, I'm kind of on that Braves bandwagon, man. Like I was telling Tyler, he had mentioned uh, as we were kind of prepping for the show today that uh, he just can't watch baseball on TV. It's too boring. And I, I get that. Um, I used to watch it. I mean, at least now I can watch World Series and ALCS and LCS. And, you know, when there's really something on the line there. Um, but, man, when I was a kid, that's almost uh, during the summer. That's all I did. I would sit at home and I would reenact the plays in our basement because we had this whole play area in the, the uh, in the basement of our house. And this was an actual basement, uh, Tyler, not like how I mentioned I'm in my basement now when it's just the bottom floor of my house. Um, but, you know, between TBS and WGN, you either had the Braves, the Cubs or the White Sox playing pretty much at any point. And I loved watching it, man. And that's all I did. That's how I spent my summers when I was a kid. Ramirez that's, says, oh, go ahead. Hard. So that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I was a baseball guy, man. Baseball Ramirez man. says, it's an awesome feeling uh, to finally have your favorite team in the championship. So I take it you weren't around for that whole 90s run when they were constantly winning. I mean, they granted, they only won one World Series. And, you know, when the playoffs would kind of come around, they would, they would get beat. But Yeah, I mean, I, doing good. if the Brewers were in the championship, I would probably, or in the World War Series, and I would probably watch it. I got a feeling my team's not going to make it to a World Series for a long time. My team hasn't won a playoff game in, God, what was it, 2003? I think it was the last time. It was the Minnesota Twins. So, yeah. And that's a, that's an interesting story, too, because people always ask me my favorite teams. Got the New England Patriots. That's because of my dad. He got to watch Russ Francis uh, play in high school. Uh, obviously, Blazers, Timbers, Oregon Ducks, my other teams. Hockey, I'm still looking. I promise. I'm still trying to figure something out. I'm kind of leaning towards the Bruins, I guess. And then the Twins, uh, it was because um, back when I was a kid growing up, there was the Portland Beavers. They were the AAA ball club for the Minnesota Twins. And, oh, and here's one more story for you there, Tyler. The Green Bay Packers. The Beavers use wooden bats, sir. Oh, yes. And I believe that they would make them themselves. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that would, that's the stadium that the Timbers play in now. And that, it, that team would bounce around a little bit. Like, there was the Portland Beavers. Uh, and then I remember when I was in high school, it became the Portland Rockies. They were like a, I think, the low single A club for the Rockies. Um, and that was just kind of a party atmosphere. It was kind of cool because there would be really cheap tickets. And, and then they brought back the Portland Beavers. But this time, I think it was the... It might have been the Padres. So I think the Padres franchise is following me around because here in El Paso, the Chihuahuas, it's the Padres AAA club. Um, but the Beavers, they, they did this really cool thing where they had this beer garden down on the field right behind first uh, first base. It was super cool, man. Oh, look at this. Want to be famous? Buy followers and viewers on bigfollows.com. Uh, we will give this guy the best. <laughs> How do yeah. we, uh, let's, um, how do we do this? How do we ban? Block. Block. And can we report? We can report. Uh, spam. There it is. Uh, I think it's a bot account. 
Um, can you provide uh, wants to make me famous? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're tuning into the podcast version of this over on Twitch, on the Twitch chat, of course, there's uh, generally really good people over there who are, uh, you know, just getting involved in the conversation. But occasionally we get the bots and we get the trolls that, that like to come on over. Not many trolls, though. Man, I tell you, on the morning show, of course, the morning show is significantly larger than, than my little stream is. Yeah, how do you get the trolls over there? Just just getting people all fired up, man. That's when the band well, would have to come out. <laughs> well, the trolls help, though, right? They give you... That's one thing Justin um, explained to me, was it doesn't matter. If somebody's downvoting your YouTube video, that doesn't really mean anything because it's an interaction, and that's all YouTube gave a crap about. As long as it was creating an interaction your thing would get promoted. Yep. So if they want to watch you and say terrible things about you, they're still giving you views. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Let's, giving you uh, interaction. Everybody who's in here, who's normally really nice. We've got, you know, Captain Hammers in here, <laughs> green eyed ghost, uh, Dave, old producer. He's in here. Master of puppets, Ms. Angie, who's uh, the best of luck with the dialysis there. We've got twitchy twist, Vero V, uh, and, and a lot more other people in here. Uh, Ramirez, I skipped right over the moderators portion. What's the meanest thing you could say to me? How about that? <laughs> just start putting mean <laughs> comments in the chat. Yeah, just put the meanest thing that you that about about me, just me. You can go ahead and throw that in there. Captain Hammer says, "Ha, the morning show got a bit smaller recently." How? I mean, I'm not there. Twitchy Twist says, "Damn it! All those flat <laughs> earther videos that I disliked is a good thing for them." Yeah, apparently, man. All right, one more story here. Yeah, look at Dave coming in hot. I've seen better beards on dragon lizards. Yes! That's what I'm talking about. I like that. That's good. Do I have like a horn or something I can give him on that? Let me see if I have any any sort of like a... Beer, 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 beer. Game buzzer? No, that sounds like it was a bad one. Um, air horn? <laughs> oh, here we go. This one's for you, Dave. You're getting your uh, your golf clap there. We'll go ahead and we'll go with that. Uh, final story here, and this one has to do with, uh, oh, Captain Hammer says the Mo Show is only local and shortened to four hours. Um, yeah, yeah, I knew that. I could I could have told you that was coming when they laid me off. <laughs> ah, there's a lot of inside information that I can't provide you, but yeah. Did they make I, you I, sign an NDA or anything like that? Uh, it's not. It wasn't an NDA, but. Just um, but there's all being like, a like, decent like, person. Yeah, well, I mean, I did sign a contract that does say certain things, but you know, in general, it's in the past. Like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, I get that other people might want to know that information, but you don't really need to know it. Um, all right, so then here we have uh, final story today. Green Bay Packers place Alan Lazard on the reserve COVID nineteen list. So, what does this put us at now? We have. The news about Lazard, who was added to the list as a close contact, comes one day after leading receiver Devontae Adams landed on the reserve COVID-19 list. It says here that uh, Lazard, by all indications, is not vaccinated and will have to quarantine for five days. And the thing that makes this really difficult for them is the fact that they play Thursday. So they're playing tomorrow night against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And it says unless Marquez Valdez-Scantling can come off injured reserve, as he's missed the last four games with a hamstring injury. Um, but there is hope that he will play. The Packers are going to be without their top three wideouts versus Arizona. Does this... Okay. Because you're a Packers fan, correct, Tyler? Yes, sir. All right. So my question for you is, as a Packers fan, 
do you get the feeling that this is one of those games that Rodgers is going to go out and just light it the hell up and he's going to score? He's going to have like four passing touchdowns. He'll rush for a touchdown and he'll put up like 450 passing yards. I don't know what it is. It was Brett Favre too. Like Packers, quarterbacks, when it comes to adversity, they just step up and they triumph. Right? Like when Brett Favre's father passed away, he had the best game of his life. I mean, this obviously isn't And that was that Monday Night Football. Level. And that was Monday yeah. Night Football, wasn't it? Yeah, it so was. that was a big national stage. So this one we got Thursday night. And I'm telling you, man, I don't know what it is, but I just have this gut feeling. I really like Aaron Rodgers, by the way. People think he can be uh, a little standoffish. He can be a bit of an a-hole when it comes to interviews and things like that. He, he can be a little bit weird, and, and especially when he came to a lot of this off-season stuff, like all that crap that was going on. I got to tell you, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I think the guy's hilarious. Like, I, 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 yeah. I root. I root for that guy. Especially ever since I saw the meme after the week one blowout when they got – they stomped by the – was it the Panth? No. Panthers beat the – who did they lose to week one this year? Um, this is the whole reason I, I switched my setup so that I can actually look and uh, look stuff up now. Yeah, it was the Saints. Yeah, that's who they lost to. Was week one. It was a thirty-eight to three drubbing, and it was. Uh, um, yes. In, it was interesting how I, that, that one meme that where you know Aaron Rodgers got the hair slicked back and everything there, and the whole point was uh, um, Aaron Rodgers looks like Nicolas Cage playing Aaron Rodgers in a movie about Tom Brady. <laughs> that got me every damn time. It's even getting me now. It's great. So hopefully the the Packers have enough people to. Uh, to, to feel the team, I guess. Yeah, and one of the and one of the cool things is that you know, especially here in El Paso, I guarantee Aaron Jones is going to go huge on Thursday. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's all they got left. But I love Matt Lafleur's quote on this. They asked him, like, he basically said, "Well, we got to keep testing." So yeah, who knows? Maybe there'll be more people out. Essentially, is what he said. Yeah. It's like, oh. oh. Yeah, that there doesn't was... give us a whole lot of confidence there, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I was listening to uh, Fantasy Football Focus. That's the uh, the 06010 with Matthew Barry and and uh, Field Yates, Stefania Bell, Daniel Dopp, um, Thirsty Kyle, all those guys on there. And um, they were talking about this, and they'd run the numbers of anytime Devontae Adams has been out, just from that small sample size. Aaron Jones steps up gigantic in whatever game that is. So. That's definitely something to uh, to be watching coming up here, and that does it for all your news for today. Well, I got I do have to say though, you're saying uh, Aaron Rodgers was a great guy. I actually met him when I worked at the Capitol in Madison. Oh yeah, we gave, yeah, we gave him a 12, 12, 12 uh, award, and yeah, he was a great guy. He was very personable. I told him I voted against him in Madden because I didn't want him to get hurt, and he, he thought that was great. <laughs> I would probably vote for like if Mac Jones was up for it too. I'd probably do the same darn thing. Uh, let's jump back in over to the old Twitch chat here. We're seeing what kind of mean things people can say about me today. Ramirez says, don't know if I have it in me to say something mean today. It's been a good start. <laughs> uh, Twitchy Twist says, when you wash your face, do you wash your head too? I do, actually. I have the same bottle of shampoo for about a year now. I bought it for a dollar at the dollar store in this big tub. And that's what I use on my head. The beard, however, that's where you got to go with the beard struggle. That's where I get my shampoos, conditioners, and oils, man. Ramirez says, I know that Rodgers is great, but being a Cowboys fan, he makes me cry. Well, at least you're not a, a Bears, Vikings, or Lions fan. 
Yeah, man, we own that division. It's beautiful. Yeah, Christ, those uh, those poor teams. They get it at least twice a year, and then God forbid if they got to run into the guy in the playoffs. All right, what were some other topics that we were bringing up here? Let me see this stuff. Oh, snap. Where are we at? Awful my, 80s, 90s, and 2000s yeah, things. All my, we're going to get conspiratorial. All my tabs got all wonky here. So for this topic, the question that was posed on Reddit what are some awful things from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s everyone seems to not talk about? Now, of course, if you're here watching us live on Twitch, you can put something into the Twitch chat. You're more than welcome to do that. If you're listening, like tuning into the podcast version of this, you can always shoot me a message. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Real Brandalorian. Um, but of course, if you want to watch it live, go to Twitch. Make sure you're liking and subscribing, and please start sharing this stuff, man. We can get the uh, get these videos out, and that will benefit us greatly, so we can grow this damn thing. But uh, what are some awful things from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s everyone seems to not talk about? And the top answer on the board, the Second Congo War started around 1998 and killed around 5 million people. Most in the West have never heard of it. So that right in in and of itself kind of seems like a big deal. And at least for me... um, I, I obviously don't remember you know, the, the Congo war at all. Um, but the thing that really grabbed my eye with this was the comment right after this. It says, I remember seeing an ad for Nightline in a YouTube video of an ABC broadcast from 2001 where they were introducing this as the top story for that night's episode. The war in the Congo, three years, two and a half million dead. It's a story we should have brought you long ago. And it, it says that. I'll even put... Uh, I'll throw this up on Discord because I was able to find somebody has archived the video from that morning's broadcast. And I want to say, if you head on over to Discord, it's at about the, right around the 19-minute mark. I think there's an ad for for, for Volkswagen over there. But uh, I'll put this in the general portion of the, uh, of the Discord so you guys can go ahead and see this because it goes from this ad... I'd play it, but I don't know about the rights, and I, I, you know, I don't want to get pinged for anything here on Twitch or at the podcast. So essentially what it does is it goes from the, the ad for Volkswagen into this Nightline promo where it's like, hey, this is a big deal that we need to get into. The only problem is this aired September 11th, 2001. And in this broadcast, right after that promo is when they go back to, um, I believe it's Good Morning America. And that's the first report that they have on uh, the World Trade Center and um, the plane. And it was, I believe that's Diane Sawyer. Um, and she makes the comment. She's like, the, the first report that we have is that a bomb went off in the World Trade Center tower. And, you know, they were getting the first reports at that point, And that kind of swept this whole thing. I don't want to say swept it under the rug, but obviously that's going to be your, your headline news, right? Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I mean, the, the timing, if we're going to get conspiratorial here. Oh, we can get conspiratorial Mexico, about it. Hmm, yeah. About the, the insurance policy that was taken out on the World Trade Center, Center Towers on September 10th. Well, I mean, that's just good timing. <laughs> Somebody knew how to, how to plan it. Acid rain was another one that made it on here, where somebody's talking about acid rain. 
Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Remember? I I remember they. Oh, also quicksand. <laughs> oh quicksand. God, I mean, I, that's one of the funniest things that I see online too. It's like, dude, I thought when I was a kid, I thought quicksand was going to be a bigger, like, just like a pretty big oh, thing yeah. in my life. Like every movie had somebody falling in quicksand, and I thought for sure that I was at some point that I was going to die to quicksand. Yeah, and I remember there, you know, the whole thing was if you can grab like a stick or something, but yeah. if you can't, lay out as flat as you can so that you're kind of dispersing your uh, your weight. I don't remember the acid rain thing at all. Really? Yeah, it was gonna it was gonna kill all the fish. Like they, I remember this, us them showing us videos of ponds that were clear, and they said, "Well, this is because of the acid rain killed all the fish, so there's nothing that lives in it." It kills the plants, and then when the plants die, the fish have nothing to eat, so then the fish die. So then the fish die. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Well, it's, they don't have anything to eat also. There's nothing producing oxygen or something like that. I don't know. You need to have plants with your fish. That's all I know. <laughs> it's all an ecosystem, man. Uh, what are some of the other stuff here that people had not talked about? Uh, see, it's a lot It's a lot of like horrific... Uh, uh, genocides and things like that, that. That I honestly thought when I saw the headline, I thought they were going to talk about like Jenko jeans or uh, or jellies, the shoes, like all the stuff that you would see in I Love the '80s that you probably haven't seen in like 20 years. That's that, that's all the stuff that popped into my head. Clearly, these people thought a whole lot darker, man. Somebody else on yeah, here says. Somebody else in here says, haven't seen anyone comment this yet, but the 90s gang epidemic was pretty bad. It was a huge reason why my family moved out of Los Angeles and across the country. The crime was so out of control, even people that weren't about that life were getting killed. I do remember that being in the news a lot. Yeah, you, you did hear about gangs a lot more. Which is why then. you would always hear, you know, you can't listen to NWA. <laughs> right. The old uh, starter parkas. That was always the big thing. Ms. Angie uh, coming in with Y2K. Yeah, man, that was such a big thing. Remember the Simpsons uh, did a whole thing on that, on their Treehouse of Horrors? Or I think it was like every computer came to life, and then they shot all the people up into into space. Lisa made it on the good rocket, and then Homer and Bart sneak on to the, to the crappy rocket that has Rosie O'Donnell and Tom Arnold on it. <laughs> I don't remember that episode, but it no? sounds amazing. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I just wanted to get into that part of this topic. I think this one, this is a little too, a little too heavy for me here. Oh, here, but here's a, here's, I guess this one's not lighthearted, but it's one that comes more in line with me. Uh, stranger danger. Somebody says here, being taught about stranger danger, but not how you're more likely to be abused by someone you know. Damn. Yeah. Uh, how? What, what was that? Uh, I can't remember what movie it's from or TV show. But it, they sit down like they're in college. As, look to your left. Now look to the right. One of these men will rape you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. You're just sitting there. Not me, dude. Promise. Not me. Right? And the other guy's like, I might. Yeah. He's like, hmm. That sounds like a family guy joke. He's like, I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying I will. I'm not saying I won't. Um... Somebody on here put the uh, smoking or non-smoking. God, remember when that was? I remember uh, Sherry's. You'd walk into a Sherry's, and if you walked to the right, that was the non-smoking section. And if you go to the left, that was the smoking section. And it didn't matter because the whole fucking restaurant <laughs> right. smoke. It didn't matter where you were, man. But I remember when I first turned 18, like, that's where we would go. And you'd get, like, the 
like cloves or beaties or something or whatever everybody wanted to smoke, but it wasn't technically a cigarette, so it didn't mean they were technically smoking. <laughs> Ramirez says all this horrible stuff, and all I could think of were the moon shoes toy. I don't remember those. I think it was called that. Yeah, the ones that had like the the um, like they made you bounce a little bit, like it's gigantic yeah. plastic, and then your your uh-huh. feet were kind of on. It was almost like a bungee cord, right? <laughs> Something like that. Something springy. But this reminds me of the the moon boots. Did you ever have moon boots? Because those were a thing. And what it was with the moon boots, it was uh, they were they were meant to keep your feet warm. I think they were really patterned towards kids. And you would think that this is meant for the snow. It's meant for the outside. It's meant to keep my feet warm. They'd be waterproof. They were not. I remember having to put on moon boots and my mom wrapping our feet in plastic bags. <laughs> because, well, they, they weren't waterproof. <laughs> Ramirez says, uh, barely bounced at all when talking about the moon shoes. Captain Hammer says, I always hated smoking and non-smoking. It made no difference. Yeah, the whole thing. If it was a smoking, non-smoking restaurant, it was all smoking. Captain Hammer says, I also wasn't expecting this to be dark. My first thought of horrible 90s was the TV show Beetleborgs. <laughs> that's, that's what I was shooting for, man. And then all these people on Reddit. I mean, the, those answers are probably buried, like, way down yeah. in this Reddit thread. Yeah, well, here you go. So, oh, go ahead. Well, that's what Reddit is for, right? Get people all worked up. Yeah, it's like the worst of humanity or something like that. Well, somebody on uh, here says this one's a little more benign, but how about how portable music was compared to now? I like running with music, and now I have countless tracks on my phone thanks to Spotify. But then you had a cassette or CD Walkman, so one album on a loop and the skipping as it bounced around. That's why if you were working out back then, man, you got to make sure you, uh, you know, you, ma- you got to make sure that you had a, a, a Walkman, not a Discman. They claimed shock protection and no skip. Ah, they were all liars. Yeah, they were. I honestly cannot imagine going back to running that way. I remember my sister had, uh, you had the cassette tape in the car, right? And then you would pop the cassette in that linked to the Discman. Did you ever have one of those, Tyler? I did not. So this was a big mid-90s thing. And it was one of those situations where they claimed, well, we have shock technology that'll keep it from skipping. And I remember my sister, she had an old Toyota Tercel, and it even came with a, I can't say the word without giggling, docking station. Oh, boy. And... You would it, supposedly you're supposed to be able to put it on that, and it would kind of let it float a little bit so that it wouldn't skip. Not a chance in hell. So every morning, if my sister took me to school, I was the one holding the disc man to make sure that it didn't skip. Yeah. Uh, so it's like remember Wayne's World where he had the CD player on the yep. top of the car on, on the dash. Yeah. Yeah, that's right where my sister's was in the uh, the old Toyota Tercel, man. All right, we got about a half an hour left here, and this one's gonna take some time. Because somebody uh, posed the question over on Reddit. People had a pers- people that had a personal computer in 1984, what did you actually use it for? Now, I don't remember us having a computer in 1984, but I do remember that we had a um, Apple IIGS. What year would that have come out? Let me look that up real quick. Because that was one of our first 
Nope, not golf game. We're getting to that in a minute. Um, it says here it was released in 1986. I don't think we would have gotten ours until about 1987, however. I'm um, looking, at a, looking at a picture of it. Wow. Yeah. yeah, dude. So I remember some very specific games. First of, all, I, first of all, I remember they had a tutorial about how to use a mouse. Because this is, no, this is not something that anybody had ever used before. And so one of the games in this tutorial was there would be a fly on the screen, and then you had to use the cursor, and then you would click on the fly, and it would swat the fly just to get you used to using this thing. It was great. So I remember some of the games that we had, one of them was called Fourth and Inches. That was a football game. And it was just two teams. There was a red team and a blue team. That was it. Those were the only two teams that were there. And God, I think I found that, that I think Steam, it showed that Steam has this. I got I to gotta look into this thing. And it was just, and it was, it was almost like a side scroll game like you know now like when you're playing madden for the most part if you're playing you're looking down the field right like you're not going side to side this is how fourth and inches was though and it looks like yeah they all had names ox smirsh oh my god this is bringing back memories dude willie pass that was oh and and so this would have been the late 80s <laughs> Yeah, so, fourth and inches is on Steam. January first, nineteen eighty-eight was when it was released. Was released. Oh, it's it's selling for seven bucks. What? I was hoping it'd be free. Yeah, like who's gonna buy that for seven bucks? It's got one review. Me. They'll probably wrote me into it. And I remember the the quarterback. Uh, is it showing me here for the red team? Joe Dakota. Get it? Instead of Joe Montana. Oh, I was like, <laughs> Joe Dakota. Oh man, that was, and I think there was very few settings I think that you could really change in the actual game. They've all got their stats and everything in here. Oh, welcome to Memory Lane, Brandon. Take it slow, buddy. And then I remember one of the other games that we had for the Apple IIGS. It was called Mean Eighteen. It was a golf game. And there's two stories I specifically remember about this golf game. One of which was, I think we had some friends over, like my parents did. And I remember I, uh, this was back when the game, it had a bar on the left-hand side. You would click it for the power, you'd click it again, and then you would click it at the bottom for the accuracy, which some golf games still use that to this day. Um, and that's how you do it. And I remember I made one, I clicked one that was perfect. And I was super excited. And I drove the ball like 350 yards or something like that. And so I ran up to my dad. And there was somebody. He was there with uh, one of his friends. And I'm like, Dad, 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 Dad. I just, I, I, I just, on the golf, I, I just hit it 350 yards. It was awesome. And my dad's friend goes, no, you didn't, son. Your dad can't even hit it 350 yards. And in the back of my brain, like eight, nine-year-old Brandon's like, fuck you, man. I'm talking about a video game. Stop stealing my thunder. <laughs> like, I'm clearly not talking about actual golf, dickweed. It's like, God, would it be an ass? But one of the other stories with Mean 18 is you could go in and they had a um, create and edit feature so that you could edit the course. You could create your own course if you wanted to, or you could edit the courses that were there. And 
I screwed one up somehow. I don't remember how I did it, but it was a par three, and I somehow turned everything other than just the green out of bounds. So if you weren't able to stick this thing on the green, you had to con- you had to take a drop, and you constantly were hitting over. And my dad was so pissed because he didn't know how to change it back. Oh boy! Oh, so he you- was pissed. You could edit existing greens because I, I know that you could. I think in Jack Nicholas Golf, that was my introduction. You can ma- build like your a whole entire golf course. Yeah, you could you could build your own, or you could edit the ones that were already there. You could change the rough, you could oh. change the green, you could change all these different features. Which, if you think about it, back then that's that was pretty impressive um, to be able to do that. Yeah. And I don't know how I did it. I somehow turned the fairway, um, the rough, everything, and it, and it was funny because. It would be red. Out of bounds was red, and everything was fucking red except for this tiny little green sitting out in the middle. <laughs> and if you didn't hit it just right, man, holy crap, that thing was—it uh, was not going to go your way there. So that was mean eighteen. Oh, do you remember how old you were when you told your dad about that perfect drive? I was probably eight, I think. And his friends just like, nah, you didn't do that. Yeah, it, like I. I like, where would I have done that? I'm like, we're at our house. Like, we don't live near a golf course. And I was like, Dad, I just hit a perfect shot. I hit it 350 yards. And his friend was like, ah, I don't think you did, son. Even your dad can't hit it that far. But then again, of course, now that I'm retelling the story, maybe the guy was just flipping my dad some shit. I'm not really sure. But. Oh, okay. I was like, who says that to an eight-year-old? Like- I know. It's like, God dang, man. And oh, and there was a dancing gopher. Oh my god, I forgot about that. It took the gopher from uh, Caddyshack, kind of, and um, he would come up and he would do like a little hula dance. I'm gonna have to put this into the uh, Discord as well. Let me. I gotta make notes here for the Discord because I need to get that thing more active. We're gonna put the Lightyear trailer in there. Fourth and inches. And if you're uh, tuning into the podcast version of this and you're like, what the hell's Discord? How do I find it? You can download Discord and you can find my server. It's at the real Brandalorian. Uh, we got uh, Mean 18. See, this is why I was telling Tyler, I was like, I, I'm clearly missing something on this Discord. I need a gaming channel. I mean, if we're doing the whole uh, original gamer life and everything else, we need to put a gaming channel up there. And I'm going to start posting all these old videos because this is, this is legitimately OG stuff right here, man. Absolutely. Oh, I'm looking at the the old pictures of Mean 18, and it that is vintage stuff, absolutely vintage stuff. Yeah, I think so the oldest the oldest game I remember playing is PT 109. Ooh, what system was that? Oh, that, that I think was for DOS. Oh, we're gonna get to DOS here in a second, and there was oh, we're not one. Even, we're not even at DOS yet. <laughs> no, we're still on the Apple IIgs because there was one more. Um. Looks like there was one more game that we had that I'm 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 remembering here, and it was Pictionary. I think it was for the Apple IIgs. It might have been DOS. Crap, I don't remember. But anyway, I just remember that there was very specifically one. Uh, what was it? There was one picture that would be drawn, and we always forget what it was. And I swear to God, it was Goblet. I swear to God, that's what the answer was. And every single time we would play it, we always forgot. Twitchy Twist says, in the 90s, Descent was mind-blowing to him. Did you ever play Descent, Tyler? I may have. I'm going to have to look it up. 
Um, so that was pretty much what we had for the Apple II GS. And we really, and man, we had one of those vintage printers too. You know, the ones that had the paper with the holes on the side that you would eventually tear off? And you hear that when it would print out. Like it sounds like a newsroom in your basement while you're printing that stuff out there. And you had to rip the sides off of it. Yep. It was easier to build a banner back then because all the paper was connected. <laughs> all right. So then we we moved on to a PC, a DOS computer. I still don't remember exactly what the brand was or anything that came with it, but I remember when we bought it, my dad took us to the um, to the store so that we could each, my sister and I could pick out our own game. I don't remember which one my sister got. That might have been um, Pictionary. DOS Pictionary, maybe? Descent is on GOG, good old games. Do you want to relive your life from the 90s? Ooh. Is this the game? No, this isn't it. So what the hell did I land on here? I wanted to find uh, Pictionary for crying out loud. Pictionary, the game of quick draw. I, sw I swear that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, it, it was MS-DOS. Okay. And it was patterned after the game show that was running at that point. Oh, I found it. Oh, oh, I ended up on an emulator page. Look at that. So apparently if I want to go back and play Pictionary, I can. 1989 <laughs> PC game, Pictionary, yeah. So that was when I think that's the one my sister bought. That also might have, Oh, no, that's the one my sister bought. My dad got Aces of the Pacific. So this would have been early 90s. We're talking like 92 because that's when Aces of the Pacific was released. So that probably would have been around when we got that. It says here uh, on the Wikipedia page, Aces of the Pacific was a commercial hit with sales of 350,000 units. We were one of those. I think there was a way that you could punch in a code. Because remember back when all the games had codes where you could just, it was like a god mode? Yeah, the, the Konami code. Yeah, where you could pretty much, uh, like if, if you had uh, Doom... Back then, um, it would be ID and then something else. I still remember of those one of those codes, by the way. I think one of the ones that where you could walk through walls, it was I-D-S-P-I-S-P-O-P-D. Let me see if I-D-S-S-P-I-S-P-O-P-D. Yeah, it is. Son of a bitch, because it looks like Minecraft uses it, too. Spispopda which is what we would always... Because uh, I had some friends, they would get, they got me the free version of Doom back then. And then they gave me this this uh, whole list of the cheat codes. And there was like God mode and stuff like that so that you couldn't die. I wonder what some of the other... Some of those games back then needed it. Let's be honest. Like people I'm talk pretty, about... Oh yeah, I'm pretty how, sure most of it I didn't though. Yeah, but, but like people talk about how hard Dark Souls is. Like, play some games from back in the '90s, and that those are hard video games. Like Battletoad, impossible. Well, not impossible to beat, but damn near impossible to beat. I remember I read a story. Ooh, Miss Angie says King's Quest Five back in the Dude, '90s was the that King the Quest one? Series was amazing. Was that the one where if you like, there's like a cat 
And if you don't do something specific with that cat, like halfway through the game, you can't beat the game. Like that thing that, was required. That's a lot of those games back then. So <laughs> like there's no, oh, you didn't do this right. You fail. Oh. Like you lose. So thanks for spending all these hours. Captain Amber right. says Ninja, Ninja, Turtle, Ninja Turtles game in the water level was impossible. Yes, that there is literally, there's a PC port that they made for that game where it is literally impossible to beat because there's a jump that you can't make on the PC version. Oh, there's a punch to the gut. Oh, yeah, so here here is, here are some of the old cheat codes from Doom. You had IDFA, that was all weapons and ammo plus 200% armor. IDKFA, which was the same thing, except you also got the keys. ID Behold A is auto map. ID Behold S is Berserk. ID Spispopta, no clipping. Damn. Oh, and then there was ID Choppers. That, that, got, that got you the chainsaw. <laughs> oh, my God. Memory lane, baby. And then I remember um, Aces of the Pacific, I think, had one of those as well. For some reason, I'm remembering that it had... It had it's either that or you could it wasn't even a cheat code there, there was a legitimate portion of the game where you could just turn off damage so you could just fly around and do whatever the hell you wanted and you wouldn't have to worry about uh, um, taking any hits and so what would happen is and the same thing happens now you know how you'll play like a uh, um, you'll play through the campaign of something like we'll take Halo for example like you're playing uh, through the campaign of Halo and then you're like, oh, I'm not doing so bad here. I'm going to go jump online. And then all of a sudden you jump online and you just get the shit knocked out of you because your confidence was super high because you were able to dominate the computer on the beginner level. That's the way Aces of the Pacific would work when I was a kid. I would go play and I would turn off damage. And I'm like, oh, I'm amazing. I'm going to turn, I'm going to ramp this thing up. And you put it on like expert level and I would last maybe, maybe 30 seconds into a dogfight. <laughs> so that, that looks like that was like a World War II sim, huh? Yes. There was a game I played called the Red Baron, which was World War oh, One. But yeah, my buddy had that one. We I, we oh, played Aces of the Pacific in my house, and we played Red Baron at his house. Oh, that's so good. Oh, and there was the sequel Aces over Europe that came out in 1993. Oh man, here this comes from the Wikipedia for Aces of the Pacific. It says Aces of the Pacific features various warplanes of the era, such as the F6F Hellcat and the Zero. The game includes historical missions should the player choose to play them during the course of their career or as a single mission. Historical missions include the Japanese Navy surprise attack on Pearl Harbor, defense of Pearl Harbor by a handful of Army Air Corps P-40 Warhawks based at the Wheeler Field. Numerous World War II aces make an appearance in the game and the player can fly either with or against them through the course of their career. Are you ready for this guy's name? Dick Bong. Richard Thomas, Bong? Dick Bong, Thomas McGuire, David uh, David McCampbell, Joe Foss, and Pappy Boyington. Okay, that sounds fake. <laughs> just I mean, it's not, but yeah. those are some of the American aces that appear in the game. Accomplished aces of the Imperial Japanese Navy, such as Hiroshi Nishizawa, Tetsuzo Iwamoto, and Saburo Sakai also take to the skies of the Pacific. There's apparently also a 1946 expansion pack that could be installed for it as well. Oh. But the one that really did me in 
back in the day for the old PC, because this is the game that I chose, Ultima Underworld. And you, you're familiar with that. Is that a thing, Tyler? Like, that continued on, right? Oh, yeah. There's a whole series of Ultima games, and they even made Ultima Online. See, that's what I thought. But the one that I had was Ultima Underworld, the Stygian Abyss. See, people rated the hell out of this game, but I think for, for 12-year-old Brandon, this was far past my my brain capacity for video games. I would constantly end up in the same area. I didn't realize that you'd actually have to level up. You'd have to get new weapons. You'd have to increase your armor. You'd have to, you know, play in order to, to get specific things so that if you ran into somebody who was ranked higher than you, you could actually defeat them. And I would run into all these guys, and they'd be a jerk. And I'd be like, ah, it's kind of like when I play Red, Red, uh, Red Dead Redemption now, when uh, Arthur Morgan, I'll say hi to somebody, and if they don't uh, say hi back, ah, it's your death warrant. All right, so I had to look this up because I wasn't sure I was remembering it right. But in college, I was in, um, I was a Air Force cadet for a bit, and there was an Arnold Air Society, which is just a, a volunteer organization, basically. <clears throat> it's called uh, Arnold Air Society, and they were the Richard Bong uh -huh. chapter. See? Dick Bong. So I knew baby. that name was familiar. <laughs> it's all coming for, uh, full circle for you. Let me go back yep. and see. Let me see. Uh... Oh, yeah. He passed away. Like He passed away in 1945. Bong became a test pilot assigned to Lockheed's plant in Burbank, California, where he flew P-80 Shooting Star jet fighters at the Lockheed Air Terminal on August 6, 1945. He took off to perform the acceptance flight of the P-80A-44-85048. I have no idea if that's how you say it. It was his 12th flight in the P-80. He had a total of 4 hours and 15 minutes of flight time in the jet. The plane's primary fuel pump malfunctioned during takeoff. So stop and think about how brave these dudes were back then. Not only... Not only are, are they out there, like, battling in the skies, but the technology for the planes, there was a lot that could go wrong. Oh, yeah, man. You're basically in a wooden aircraft going, you know, flying up in the air with one engine. Yeah. Like, that's, that's intense stuff. It says here, Gotta Bong, be a little bit crazy. Bong either forgot to switch the auxiliary, uh, auxiliary fuel pump or for some reason was unable to. Bong cleared away from the aircraft but was too low for his parachute to deploy the plane crashed into a narrow field at Oxnard Street and Satsuma Avenue in North Hollywood it was front page news when he passed away sharing space with the first news of the bombing of Hiroshima or Hiroshima in his autobiography Chuck Yeager writes that part of the culture of test flying at the time due to its fearsome mortality rates was anger towards pilots who died in test flights to avoid being overcome by sorrow for lost comrades. Whoa, what? Let me read that one more time. In his autobiography, Chuck Yeager writes, because Chuck Yeager was the guy that uh, originally broke the sound barrier, right? Yeah, Chuck Yeager's a big deal in the that's test pilot. I, that's what I that's what I figured I knew him from because I, I remember a lot of this stuff growing up um, because my dad worked for Precision Cast Parts. They made the plane parts and made things like that, and um, so like I had a lot of plane and fighter jet posters, and I was really big into that. If I wasn't such a pussy, I would have become a fighter pilot. So let me read this one more time. 
In his autobiography, Chuck Yeager writes that part of the culture of test flying at the time, due to its fearsome mortality rates, was anger towards pilots who died in test flights to avoid being overcome by sorrow for lost comrades. Oh, so what he's saying is that oh, okay. they would be angry at the people yeah, who yeah. died as a way to cope with the Yeah, death, to deal with their I grief. Guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Everybody deals with their grief differently, so... When you were in that um, that flight school that you're talking about, was it up in Wisconsin? Yeah, I was, as an Air Force cadet, it, was, it wasn't a flight school, but... Well, because he was from uh, Superior, Wisconsin. Yeah. Dick Bong was. Yep. That's... He's the chapter... He was, The chapter was named after him. God, and I do remember... I wonder if it was that same PC or not. This will be the final game that we'll talk about today. It was TIE Fighter. Did you ever play any of those old yes. Star Wars games? Oh, man, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to if you didn't. Oh, I remember there was a whole story that was about getting the plans for the stealth fighter. Like that was like the big the big TIE fighter, you know, that we, like yeah. you had, you had the, the, the TIE bomber and you had the TIE fighter and you had all these other ones. And if I remember, I don't remember if you could actually play with the Rebellion or not, because there was a separate game called X-Wing. Yes. So X-Wing came out first, I think. And then TIE Fighter was the best one because it actually had like a storyline and missions. And Ugh. X-Wing was kind of just like, eh, you flying around in X-Wing. But they had a Death Star run in X-Wing, which was really cool. I do remember that. I didn't have that one. My buddy did. But if you want to, we're gonna I'll put up videos for all of this stuff over on the Discord. And you guys can go... Uh, Take a venture down memory lane. Um, I'll post. I'll try to post videos of like gameplay of a lot of this stuff, uh, whether it's the Apple II GS or whether it's the uh, um, you know the the PC that we had. Any of these games that we've talked about. If you have any games that you remember from back in the day, whether it's the '80s or the '90s, um, stick to PC for right now. We'll eventually delve into the whole Nintendo. Um, uh, you know, a PlayStation or... God, I think I even had a friend that had the Atari Jaguar. And I think the only game they had was... I think it was Alien vs. Predator. I think. Or Predator game or something like that. It just confused the hell out of us. Uh, or shit. I had friends who had a Neo Geo. So we'll save the console stuff for later. So we'll stick to kind of like the PC, Apple games from way back in the day. So if you have anything that you want to share, I'm going to create a new channel over on my Discord channel. It's going to be patterned towards this stuff, so you're going to be able to go check that out. You can share it. We can like. We can hell. We could even uh, we'll create some polls and we'll vote on some stuff um, if we want to do that as well. Yeah, just uh, real quick, uh, Star Wars Squadrons has well, kind of recently came out, and it's the, an attempt to remake Tie Fighter. Yeah, I have yes. Next week, I actually that was one. Of, I they had a bundle that was available that had. Um, it was that, that, that the Jedi game that I, I constantly blank out on the name of it. And then um, it also had Star Wars Battlefront 2 on it as well. So on that note, we're going to start wrapping things up here. The music has started to play, which means we need to shut the hell up again. Make sure you're sharing, uh, liking, and subscribing this stuff if you're here. Um, you know, like uh, Ms. Angie, Captain Hammer, uh, Twitchy Twist, Ramirez, all you guys, if you can, share these videos out there um, so we can try to get, you know, as many people as possible. Tomorrow, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, we're going to jump back into Wildermyth. We'll get right back into that. And um, if you ever want to shoot me a message, you can always hit me up over on Instagram. It's at the Real Brandalorian. Or if you would like, uh, we can go over to the Discord. Uh, I know David B. Um, he chats over there frequently as well, so you can always hit me up on either one of those. 
if you would like. Tyler, any final notes for today? Uh, no, just I come join us tomorrow. It was the Wildermyth. It was a lot of fun, and we still have room for more people. So, Yes, and you don't Please. have to own the game to play. If you want to, um, you don't even have to be in the Discord. I mean, we had Twitchy Twist in the Discord um, because then we, you know he could actually speak. Um, but even if you just want to like help us out in the chat, in the chat, let's do that tomorrow, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and we'll be on for a few hours. On that note, have yourselves a fantastic Wednesday. Love y'all. Bye, y'all.